Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I am bringing you today's word for January 6th, 2020. It's the first message of 2020. I'm excited about it. I trust that you had a good break. Um, I know that I did. I needed some rest and I got it and I trust that you got the same. And so uh, this year, uh, I'm excited uh, about what God is saying, you know, and so our, our job is to just say whatever heaven is saying. And I believe that heaven is speaking right now in this season. The word that, that keeps coming up is, is freedom. And so this year I'll be teaching on freedom, on this great freedom that I believe the Father wants us to have and enjoy and experience. And so as, um, as we teach this year, the theme for the entire year is going to be freedom. Of course, I'll teach multiple series, but all the series will be based on freedom. And uh, the goal would be for us to embrace the grace of God to become the men, the women that God has called us to be for such a time as this. My prayer for you is a prayer that the Apostle Paul prayed in Colossians chapter 1, verses 9 through 11. So um, I'm going to pray this prayer now. And as I pray it, I want you to just listen and to receive uh, what I am releasing my faith for for you, right? This is Colossians 1, 9 through 11. Listen to this prayer and receive it. For this season, that God will make you completely sure of what he wants by giving you all the wisdom and spiritual understanding you need, that this will help you live in a way that brings honor to the Lord and pleases him in every way, that your life would produce good works of every kind and that you will grow in your knowledge of God, that God will strengthen you with his own great power so that you will be patient and not give up when troubles come. That's my prayer for you uh, for this season. I pray that you receive it once again. That was Colossians chapter one, verses nine through 11. You might wanna use that prayer yourself. And in this, uh, this year, we're gonna study 2 Corinthians. Uh, we're gonna study Colossians. We're gonna study Romans. Uh, and I'm sure that we'll go through many other passages as we study God's amazing grace. For this morning, um, I was like, okay, there's a passage that I wanna deal with in 2 Corinthians. Uh, but we're not going to go to it this morning. What we're going to do is uh, I just want to share a few things that I've been meditating on. I have five things to share with you on this morning to just kind of set the tone for 2020 for us to get started. So what does this mean to you today? The first Monday of 2020, the first Monday of a brand new decade. What does this mean to you today? I have five things to share with you this morning. Let's get into these five things. I want you to rid yourself of all distractions and just tune in to what God is saying, to what the Holy Spirit is saying through me. Five things. Number one, here we go. Understanding God's timing is paramount. God's timing is paramount. While God's plans and purposes for your life are fixed and established, they were established before the world began, you are living your life in pursuit of that purpose. And as you live your life out in pursuit of that purpose, you live your life out in a series of times and seasons, levels and stages. So um, there are times for certain things and seasons, there are levels and stages. So what you may consider to be the right thing, if you do it at the wrong time, it becomes the wrong thing. <laughs> this is why spiritual discernment, where God's timing is concerned, is critical to walking with God. We must learn to pursue the right things at the right times, not falling behind God's timing, and watch this, and never getting out ahead of God either. 
in this season, you're going to hear people talk about spiritual clarity or what some people are calling 2020 vision, right? So whatever the phrase is, the point is that in this season, we need to spend time with God. We need to spend time with him through the person of the Holy Spirit. And as we spend time with the Holy Spirit, alone time with God, we will have a heightened level of spiritual clarity. And this clarity will help us align our faith with God's grace. And that's, that's really the goal. As a result, we will be free to be the men, the women that God has called us to be. Number two, in this season, we have to spend time with God in order to receive that clarity I'm talking about, right? So as we draw closer to God, the more time we spend with God through the Holy Spirit, the more freedom we will experience. We're going to learn this as we study 2 Corinthians because where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. There is freedom in God's presence. So as we spend time with him and we're, we're learning to enjoy his presence, we will be free in his presence. The Holy Spirit, as we spend time with him, will flood our eyes with light. That's Ephesians chapter one and verse 17 and 18. That's another prayer that Paul prayed, that your eyes will be flooded with light, that the eyes of your understanding will be enlightened. And this light brings divine freedom. The more time you spend with God, the more you will shift. Watch this. This is the key. You will shift from trying to make things happen on your own by the sweat of your brow or shift from even trying to receive things from God. I'm believing, I'm going to try to do this, you know, I'm trying, I'm working on my faith to simply recognizing and acknowledging what God has already done. The key to living by faith is receiving revelation concerning God's finished work. Faith is not about you trying to get God to do. Faith is actually about discerning what God has already done. <laughs> and then aligning your life and your actions with that, with that discernment, with that revelation, with that light, with that clarity. Number three, God's book for your life was written before you were born. Remember when Jesus showed up in the synagogue one day and they said, hey, brother Jesus, can you read the scripture? And he was like, oh, sure. And whoever, you know, kind of left off last week, um, finished reading at the end of Isaiah chapter 60. And so they give brother Jesus the scriptures and he unwraps the scroll and there's a little pin on wherever the last person left off. And Jesus starts reading at Isaiah 61 and one. And he reads, the spirit of the Lord is upon me for he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor, the recovering of sight to the blind, to set the captives free, uh, to set at liberty them that were bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. He closed the book, gave it back to them and said, well, this day is this scripture fulfilled while you were present, while you were hearing. The point is that Jesus found himself in the book. Well, guess what? There's a book in heaven with your name on it, and it was written before you were born. David said in Psalms 30, uh, 139 and 16, he said, you saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before I ever lived one day. And so there's a book in heaven with my name on it, and it was written before I was born. And so my job is not to try to make stuff happen. My job is to discover what's already done. In, in, in Proverbs 16 and 9, the Bible says we can make plans, but the Lord determines our steps. So what many of us do is we come up with a plan and then we bring it to God and we lay it at his feet, like we say, and then we ask God to anoint our plan or we ask God to bless our plan instead of just asking God what he already planned. If we get the plan from God, then we don't have to ask God to anoint it. 
We don't have to ask God to bless it. It's already anointed if it came from God. If it's already blessed if it came from God. Divine success is not about more trying. It's actually about more dying. When you discover who it is that God birthed you to be, watch this, you must be willing to die to the person that you became on your own without God. I came to God when I was 23 years old, and so I already had an identity. I didn't realize that I was living basically with a false ID. The, the, the identity that I was presenting before the world was not the, the identity that God had established for me. And so I had to learn to die to the person that I became on my own in order to become the person that God called me to be. God's book for your life was already written. Therefore, success for you cannot be about what you're trying to make happen. Success is actually about discovering what God has already made happen for you. Number four, I have five things. Number four, you can be all that God has called you to be only really when you fully open up your heart to God's grace. This is a season of great freedom for you. You are free to be everything that God has called you to be, not because you're so good, but because God is good, not because of your performance, but because of God's free unmerited favor, not because you did anything to earn it or deserve it, but because God already planned for it before the world began. And whatever he planned for your life in this season, for those things, the wait is over. The time is now. So as you listen to the Holy Spirit and you do whatever he leads you to do, you will experience freedom like never before. You will be able to walk in your divine assignment. And then let me say this about that. Don't make any excuses or any apologies for living as the man or the woman that God has called you to be. When you start walking in your divine assignment and the favor of God is on your life, listen and experience it, enjoy it and thank God for it. And you don't have to make any apologies for being who it is that God has called you to be. Number five, and finally, as I close, A.W. Tozier said this, and I, I really like what he said. He says, how completely satisfying it is to turn from our limitations to a God who has not. See, dead men don't have any limits because they're dead. So when you are dead to self and you are alive to Christ, flowing in the Holy Spirit, and you're allowing God to live through you, you know, he's living in you and with you and through you and flowing, then there's nothing you can't do because at that point, you're not the one doing it. It is God living in you. This is what Jesus said in John 14 and 10. It's the Father who lives in me. He gives me the words and he performs the work. And since there's nothing God can't do, and he's living in me, and he gives me the words, and he performs the work, then there's nothing I can't do. I can do all things through Christ. You know why? Because he's living in me. So it's time now to just let him live so we can experience true and divine freedom. I'm excited about this year. This year is going to be amazing. I want you to lift up your voice and speak this over your life. I want you to prophesy over your own life and say this. Say, Father, I enter into this new season with my heart attuned to your spirit. I don't want anything other than what you want for me. My desire is only for your desires to be manifested in my life. My life is made simple now. I am dead to self and alive to you. I will say whatever you tell me to say. I will go wherever you leave me to go. And I will do whatever you tell me to do when I get there. I pray continually. I'm led of your spirit in all things. My life is all about you. As you live in me, with me, and through me, 
I get to experience freedom like never before. I declare this by faith in Jesus name. Amen. This is today's word. Please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, go to todaysword.org. There's a subscribe button. Click on it and you're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. So sign up, todaysword.org, sign up and get the messages. Listen, head into 2020, looking up and not down, looking forward and not backward, and you can be free to be who it is that God has called you to be. This is a season of great freedom for us. I love you. God loves you. I'll see you tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. God bless you.